At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We stay the course. We are dead. We are all dead. We're supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I know Kung Fu. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This whole thing is insane! This whole thing is insane! 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane! Man is even capable of nothing but destruction! Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. More power. There can be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? It's such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AV Live, episode 80, an audio version for thee in this eternal now. We had the honor of chatting with the founder of the Church of the Subgenius, a parody religion that has been a primary driver of free thought and consciousness awakening in modern times. Is the church an elaborate joke or a real system of deeply held beliefs or one and the same? Does it have Gnostic themes? Can its message work in a time when society and reality itself are more like parodies instead of frameworks for human existence? We found out with the gnosis and slack of our astral guest, the Reverend Ivan Stang. Thank you for those of you who support this Red Pill Cafeteria. You are amazing and your support, company, and feedback help grow this podcast. We need Gnosis more than ever, needless to say, and Slack. Expect more shootings, wars, rising addiction rates, mass depression, and societal collapse until more look inward while breaking the outward spell of hating angels. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meat space. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatevs. 
I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. And consider, in these hard economic times, the Red Circle subscription, which is only $4.99 a month for all complete shows. And you can tip if you want to support now. Other than that, let us to our latest AV Live. The universe is indeed absurd. Culture has become a joke. And reality is just not serious anymore. But we just gotta lean into it with our own satire, humor, and parody. Evil existed long before good. I made myself. I cannot be unmade. I am all powerful. Why, if that's the case, are you unable to escape from this fortress? It's a good question. Why have I let the supreme being keep me here in the fortress of ultimate darkness? Because you... Oh, shut up. I'm speaking rhetorically. Oh, of course. I let him keep me here in order to lull him into a false sense of security. Oh, clever. <laughs> when I have the map, I will be free. And the world will be different. Because I have understanding. Uh, understanding of what, Master? Of digital watches. And soon I shall have understanding of video cassette recorders and car telephones. And when I have understanding of them, I shall have understanding of computers. And when I have understanding of computers, I shall be the supreme being. God isn't interested in technology. He knows nothing of the potential of the microchip or the silicon revolution. Look how he spends his time. 43 species of parrots. Nipples for men. Slugs. Slugs! He created slugs. They can't hear. They can't speak. They can't operate machinery. I mean, are we not in the hands of a lunatic? If I were creating a world, I wouldn't mess about with butterflies and daffodils. I would have started with lasers. Eight o'clock, day one. Sorry. <laughs> and we are live. Uh, welcome to AB Live. All praise Bob. And we are still in a world where somehow men have nipples and other absurdities. But we do what we can. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And we've got a very exciting show today. Um, with us, we are honored to have the Reverend Ivan Stang. Sir, thank you very much for coming to Aeon Bite. I didn't have to go very far. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Thanks to that Silicon Revolution. <laughs> yeah, God is still not interested in technology, or maybe he is overly interested in these days. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we get the saucers, you know, Miguel. We, uh, that's pretty high tech. Yes, well, pleasure indeed. Saucers. And with oh, us, we've mm. got the Moondog Vans. Vans, how are you doing? Oh, I'm delighted. I'm delighted to see Stang here, the Reverend Stang. So um looking forward to this very much. I'm I'm delighted to still be here, period. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Today's a good day, even though our bodies get more and more sore. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's the old it's the old meat sacks, the flesh. The spirit is strong. I think it's strong. What do you think, Ivan? So far so good. Indeed. Well, awesome. Well, we've got uh, people going into the chat room. 
As always, you guys know the drill. If you have any questions, please write them in all caps or put a whole bunch of question marks on them. Uh, please, uh, if uh, Super Chats will get put to the top, Vance will do his best to get to thy questions in this uh, very cool show. As always, I don't have much for housekeeping i did have some but then i lost my notes while i was we as some of you know we found some um we have some feral cats we feed we found a whole bunch of kittens they're out in the wilderness so those animals uh, four of them have been keeping us very busy they are they're a lot of fun but they're pretty destructive and needy so i, I know just fed... I, I know exactly how that is well, we, really? we've got three cats that we found under the hood of my car Thanks to my dog who kept barking at the car. And uh, I looked under the hood and there were three kittens there, there four kittens. Their, their mama was not to be seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I thought I was going to take them to animal control. Once you feed them and name them, suddenly they're your babies. And so, yeah, my kids named them within five minutes. And you're right. We found, I found them underneath. We have a back porch where I keep all the boxes and toys for summer. And yeah, lifted up a box and four cats. We have a whole bunch of, I feed feral cats, raccoons, deer here in the, I mean, I have like opossums are my favorite. They're the cutest oh, animals to hold. You you live out in the country too, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. In Northern yeah. Illinois, away from Chicago and in about 30 miles, 35 miles from Chicago near Wisconsin. So it's a busy yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. I, I live on a goat ranch. And <laughs> oh, uh, goats we, rule. we have all those varmints plus armadillos. Oh, they're, I miss they're, they're, they're a real hassle. You know, they're they're cute, but they're terrible. They're part of the conspiracy against <laughs> dogs. <laughs> I did live in now. Texas, yeah, so I know about armadillos. But yeah, you're right. And also once you touch the cats like kittens i hear that the mom will either ignore them or even try to kill them yeah i was told that after the fact and we we just took them in uh you know i had to i i was about to drive into town and they were on top of my motor (laughs) Uh, i'm just really glad i found them because it's that would have been really ugly yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have falling onto the highway at seventy miles an hour. Ooh. Yeah, worse uh, than leaving your coffee on the roof of your car. A lot worse. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, um, I don't know how I wanted to get started. I know since Vance is a member of the church, I know he has a a lot of questions or human sacrifices or uh, things. Yes, there you go. Oh, well, you're an actual member. I've, I've oh, got yeah. I've had, I have the oldest card ever. It was the well, it's the first one that was ever filled out <laughs> in 1980. And you uh, paid yourself a dollar. Actually, <laughs> just before July 5th, 1998, I I paid my thirty dollar membership. I wrote a check <laughs> to the to the company, and uh, I didn't even have to endorse it because I had somebody was working for me then. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Well, X Day is coming up too, as you know. July fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Whenever nineteen ninety eight really is. Uh, obviously, <laughs> they've been lying to us about the calendars and stuff. That's right. See, there's my little. It's so oh. old that it has my human name on it. 
Oh my, my gosh! Street name. <laughs> <laughs> well, <How do> you, <laughs> you have your excuse too, so right? Oh yeah, why. yeah. Exactly. We have. Uh, in fact, if any of your any of your listeners wants to buy this Subgenius membership pack, I'm I'm still signing the little letter inside personally. It's full of all kinds of stuff. See, it's like a decoder pin and your <laughs> your minister's card, which really works. I mean, I I performed dozens of marriages, dozens of marriages. Unfortunately, the real money is in divorces. <laughs> I don't have a law degree, but uh, okay. but yeah, if those if those. Uh, if those weren't real marriages, about half of them wasted their money on the divorce. <laughs> That's true. Uh, wow, I love it. The other the other half are still married, I think. So fifty fifty. That's about yeah, right. Subgenius weddings. We've done all kinds. Boy, oh boy! I've never been at one, but I uh, have fun imagining what it would be like. All sorts. Well, of we things. also do mass short duration marriages uh oh. which was a, a clever idea that reverend buck naked came up with a long time ago uh where we'd marry everyone in uh the the congregation which was usually happening in a bar <laughs> uh or or during x day drills when we gather to wait for the world to end uh we um I would often do some real marriages and then a, a mass marriage. And everybody, at the end of it, everybody has to say, I do, it's a deal, and shake hands on it. <laughs> uh, but it only lasts for 24 hours. So that's the that's the good, the good part of the, the mass marriage. You know, when you, when you start your own religion, or in this case, uh, just devote yourself to one that Bob started, it's uh, it can be a lot of fun. <laughs> we didn't really expect that we'd have to be getting up at seven o'clock in the morning every July fifth to wait for the sausage. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been Bob there. Works in mysterious ways. Yeah, we've been doing. We've been uh, waiting for the saucer since the so-called nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, for the listeners who don't know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> this this the guy with the pipe that I'm surrounded by this this thing on my my shirt mm -hmm. that's uh, J R Bob Dobbs the saint of sales originally a supernaturally talented salesman but uh, one weird night he was uh, messing around with some home electronics and he stepped in a puddle and had a, a vision Jehovah One the alien space god told him about next day when the saucers would arrive and destroy the, the, the non-subgeniuses uh, or whatever. We're not sure destroy or can them or sell them to the aliens or something. But the dues-paying subgeniuses will all be saved and have some sort of uh, wonderful utopia and live forever. So it's just like every other religion. It's not that we love Bob all that much. It's that we love the idea of everybody else going to hell. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a lot of what it what that's all about. You have to have an enemy. That's the conspiracy of all the normal people, which uh, has unconsciously been uh, suppressing the weirdos and abnormals and 
uh, goofballs, believers and disbelievers, those who will believe anything. That's my favorite kind. Um, boy, people will believe anything. It's shocking. Mm -hmm. Our, <laughs> we've, we've actually had to deprogram our own zombies a few times. <laughs> and not often, but, you know, there's the, the dumbest ones are the richest ones who, who just inherited money. And they, they're always the ones who think they're going to meet Bob. I swear. It's just, it's the weirdest thing. I've, I have to cross my fingers and go, uh, you know, in our catalog, it says no salesman will call. Well, that's both a warning and a promise. You know, Bob, you don't expect to meet Bob. He's, he's floating around out there somewhere. Every time he shows up at, at one of our events, somebody would shoot him. And uh, he got he got tired of having to resurrect over and over again. Apparently, <laughs> we don't we really don't see him much anymore. Body shot for Bob. Oh yeah, well, yeah. if you see him on the road, you got to shoot him or on the stage. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, have you have you guys seen this, the documentary movie about the church? Yes, I not saw. The, it. Not the one I did, but the, but the one no. Sandy Boone directed. Yes, I I saw it just recently. Yeah, yeah. Saw it last night. Yeah, uh, the title is J.R. Bob Dobbs and the Church of the Subgenius. Very explanatory. Very, it's very on good. Tubi right now for free. And I think you can pay to see it on YouTube and Apple. But, well, on Tubi, it has commercials, which it was kind of a thrill to me. I haven't, I haven't had cable for years. And I, I, the only commercials I ever see are on my phone now. They get to, they guess the con is everywhere. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it's really fun to turn on the television and there's like a pic, there's a picture of me representing the movie, <laughs> not Bob for some reason. Bob's a lot more handsome, but uh, that, that's always a kind of a weird kick. Uh, plus, I can watch it with subtitles on, on, t on those. Uh, oh, what language do you pick? Oh, English, usually. My Spanish is terrible. Not Texan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, what I have, my hearing is actually really bad, and uh, I pretty much have to use subtitles. I can hear you guys just fine. Man. That's one reason I have headphones on. Awesome. Well, Ivan, the the question I had for you, sort of a top level question, is uh what do you think about reality today? I mean, do you, it seems like everything has become a parody of itself. Our governments, reality, UFOs are now part of the mainstream conversation. Every big figure seems to be caught in some silly B movie story. It's almost like how can, the parody, do you feel the parody has become reality in 2020, 2021, and 2022? Oh, yeah, not even getting started on 2016 <laughs> well, I, when I'm, the world went crazy. <laughs> obviously, the Church of the Subgenius wasn't a joke after all. <laughs> it's coming uh, true. We, we predicted almost all of this stuff, although we had the dates completely wrong. If you look at our old book of the Subgenius, it was published in the 80s, and it's still in print, strangely enough. Uh, it has this dateline for dominance that predicts everything that's going to happen up through 1998. It doesn't go any past that. But everything we predicted between 1980 and 1998 then happened after 1998. So 
who knows? Maybe the saucers will be here this July. Uh, there's actually a an X Day celebration that started today. Uh, they're doing it a month early because basically, after uh, 25 years of it, we thought maybe maybe we can fudge the dates a little bit and maybe not hold the event at the hottest time of year. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a do and, and it's a kind of a do-it-yourself thing. We're not having a great big official party this year because our venue is moving. Um, but somebody in New York is doing one right now. Uh, and I think they're going to stream it on Twitch or something. It'll probably yeah. be awful. Oh. I mean, really, I think the guy has too many bands. And, and bands look terrible on streaming, you know. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll be great. But part of my job is I have to attend virtually. Ah, they have a big screen up there, like so you can. Uh, actually, they didn't make any arrangements for that at all. Not for me. I mean, I, I I would just be watching and saying hello in a little chat room or something. Uh, it's it's a first because <laughs> we, we used to have, hold these, these. We had up up to two or three hundred people back in the day. Uh, it, it gradually, as the saucers continually failed to come, uh, it the it. it got down to less than a hundred people that would show up. But uh, we always have them at clothing optional campgrounds that are mostly used by pagans. Uh, and I, uh, there's been a lot of crossover between the subgenius community and what you might call the neo-pagans, at really? least up north. In, in a, we were uh, lived, in fact, the, the reason I ended up in Ohio for years was because of the Starwood Festival, which was uh, one of the biggest neo-pagan events. And I got to know a lot of the authors that I had made fun of. <laughs> now we're <laughs> friends. And, uh, and most of them went, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's important. They're, as if they were saying, it's too easy to brainwash people. Look how, look how easily we did it. <laughs> so <laughs> I... I'm not going to name names, but there's some some other heads of cults that basically and and authors who said, "Well, I'm just making all that stuff up." You admit it? I mean, we had, we had, that's, that's kind of built into ours. In fact, we encourage every subgenius to basically start their own religion and schism off and call us, uh, you know, uh, idolaters or something. That's okay. one of the things I love about it. I'm the Pope of all in the Pomo, by the way. Dr. Right. No, yes. Dr. No? Yes, G-N-O for Gnosis. Oh, oh, oh okay, right. Uh, are, are you guys familiar with Gnosis Magazine? Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. it's around anymore, is it? No, 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 no. But yeah. it was a great, yeah, Richard Smoley, Gary Lockman, uh, yeah, uh, a bunch of good Jake, guys. Jay Kenny, who edited that, yeah. was uh, mm -hmm. a real good friend of ours and, in fact, gave us a a real uh, uh, hell. Uh, he helped us a whole lot when we first started printing the little pamphlets and things. He and Paul Mavridis, who was another underground comic book artist, gave us addresses of people to send it, send our stuff to, like Robert Anton Wilson, who loved mm -hmm. it. 
and Ken Kesey, who loved it, and oh, Robert wow. Crumb, who I figured would hate everything, but he reprinted our pamphlet in his first issue of Weirdo Magazine. All of this stuff is so long ago and so pre-internet, it's like another world. Yeah, Ken, I mean, um, Robert Kinney, yeah, he was, he's been a past guest. And uh, yeah, Robert Crumb did come out as a Christian Gnostic a few years ago. Crumb did? Oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah. well, he did, he did uh, do a whole illustrated uh, old I have it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I have a copy. It's wonderful. And it really <laughs> gives you a, a pretty visceral view of what was going on. I mean, the scene with Lot and his daughter that I can get out of my brain. <laughs> I I think I so far have only looked through it in a bookstore. <laughs> I remember those bookstores. They were cool. Oh yeah, I remember bookstores. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I, when I went to Portland, I, there was a bookstore in the middle. But I mean, why do you think people are so easy to fool? Are we just pack animals? Are we just that desperate where we want? the answer so then we cannot work for any personal growth all of the above or what have you learned about yeah. humans well I, my father of all people uh, he was he was uh, all frustrated about something and he blurted out the phrase i believe whatever i need to believe and i thought <laughs> he just summed up the human condition in yeah. one sentence i believe whatever i need to believe and I thought, well, that's pretty scary, but you know, it. Uh, so I, from the very beginning, we've kind of been encouraging people. It's like, oh, we believe everything. We believe all all religions, uh, even with contradictory ones. We contradict ourselves constantly. Uh, paradoxes are built into the whole thing. If you try to live by Bob's teachings, you, you could kill yourself pretty easy. <laughs> Too much is always better than not enough. Is one of his most famous ones. College kids just love that, and it's an excuse to drink themselves to death. Apparently, we left off the complete line, which was it originally was, "Too much is always better than not enough, but it's almost as bad." And that just didn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. Another one was uh, pull the wool over your own eyes uh -huh, yes. and relax in the safety of your own delusions. So <laughs> that's very Philip K. Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The subgenius is. We sent him a pamphlet and he died the next, like the next day. Oh, there man, was a friend of mine was yeah. visiting him that that very day. Really? Yeah. Oh. And uh, Dick's wife arrived or something, and my friend left. His ex-wife. And that day, he 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 uh, boarded the saucers. That wow. happened to L. Ron Hubbard too. Somebody gave me L. Ron Hubbard's for real address. She used to know him. She was at the party when he said that line about the way to make money is start a religion. She and he died right after he got the pamphlet. Well, don't so send we me started, any pamphlets. We started <laughs> sending them to. Uh, politicians i think jesse helms was one and various <laughs> other people we you know we still thought well maybe this is maybe, maybe this is you it you know why but that didn't work that way bill hicks that was another one i finally oh, i didn't even bill know who hicks. bill hicks was until just before he died and uh, i sent a big package of stuff to him and then poof mm. so i feel bad terrible about wiping out all these wonderful thinkers and crazy people
mushroom gobbling speed freaks. Maybe you have uh, to tell them to send a, send you a dime or something. You know, like when you give something sharp for Christmas, and you know, you have to, the person gives you a dime so that if they cut themselves, you know, it wasn't your fault because they bought it. You ever hear that? Oh custom? no, no, that's a new one on me. I'll have to remember that. Yeah, yeah. So tell them if you send anybody else something for free, um, tell so them to send you a dime. If you want to live, send us a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> send a dollar if you want to live. Yeah, come <laughs> with me if you want to live. Terminator yeah. too. Send, yeah. send send one dollar. Oh, uh, that's our motto. If Jim Jones could get nine hundred people to commit suicide, we can get nine hundred people to send us a dollar. <laughs> that's what we got. A, we got a lot. We got more like nine thousand people to send us thirty dollars. Probably a lot more than nine thousand. Actually, probably more like thirty or forty thousand people over a thirty-year period. Think about it. That's not unreasonable. Price just went up, though. It's uh, $44.99 now. $35 for years for ordainment. Yeah, that's what I paid. Right. Uh, how, how much? $35? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, uh, yeah, it was getting to where the package cost almost that much to make. Those little pamphlets, they still say a dollar on them, but they cost a whole dollar to print. And another 50 cents to mail or whatever postage is now for that. But we've got all this, all the other, other stuff like little stickers you can buy. And uh, we even have bandanas that you can use for a face mask. They, oh. look, they look pretty funny. If you fold it to where Bob's smile is where you're. <laughs> and the pipe coming down. I, love yeah, it. I don't have any here. There's a, a guy named Sick Rick makes those masks, rubber masks. Uh, so do we have, you can be Bob if you want. I don't recommend it. <laughs> You're, you'll be almost blind. <laughs> he pulls the wool over his own eyes. And the eye holes are hard to, you know, hard to see through. But yeah, it's, it's been, uh, we've been saving souls since 1980. We had a 40-year anniversary. It just came and went. We forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I've done. I've been doing my radio show since 1985, and we're on episode number 1,868. Wow. I'm getting so tired of it. Does KPFA <laughs> still carry it? Uh, KPFA has its own subgenius show that's actually been on even longer, a puzzling evidence show. Uh, with uh, Puzzling Evidence, the host, uh, Dr. Hal Robbins and Philo Drummond used to be on it. Uh, they, they've they been on since 1982 at four in the morning on Fridays. <laughs> uh, and and they're, they're still doing that. Uh, I, I had a station to get to work at in Cleveland, but now we, I just do everything from home. We, we had Magic been in that. Internet. We had done that before, you know, but we, they're real. They're like six, six actual broadcast stations. Most of them are college stations that carry it. Some even pay for it. And, um, and of course the podcast, you know, you can even hear any show anytime. Right. Right. Well, yeah, well, I definitely miss Philip K. Dick and Bill Hicks and all those guys. And, 
Yeah, like you're saying, human beings don't believe what they see. They see what they believe. Somehow we are yeah, hardwired for delusion. It's our evolutionary trait. I guess that's what keeps us together, a united in some sort of fantasy, which sometimes is for good. It can get us to space. It can get us to uh, explore things. It can get us to, when it works, it works well, the myth or the story. That um, Marvel, recent Marvel movie, The Eternals, mm -hmm. it, it, there's a character in that named Sprite who sort of sums that up, and again, in one sentence. Uh, and it's, she looks like a teenage girl, so it's kind of, it seems ridiculous the guy who she says it to she she says uh, you you humans uh the reason you've lasted and survived so long and thrived on this planet is because you believe in things that don't even exist mm -hmm. money god countries that's all made up and then it cuts <laughs> to that goddess teaching the mesopotamians about right. those three concepts so uh, I, I was I was kind of surprised to hear that uttered in a out loud in a movie theater in Texas. You know, have, you'd be afraid somebody'd burn the theater up. <laughs> how, how, how dare they? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Our minds are made of stories. We we're attracted to stories, not facts. I think until people realize this, we're not going to get through. That's that's how we are. We're sto we're stories from some source yeah terry terry pratchett yes. said said that too there's another one that's boarded the saucers yeah miss him too what am i doing still alive <laughs> you have a mission i asked paul krasner that at one point he 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 was uh, in his 80s and still doing shows and stuff and uh i was lucky enough to get him on my radio show and i said all those other guys in the Chicago Seven are dead. What's your What's your secret? And I immediately felt bad because I think it he could it, it might have seemed a little out bad taste to him. Although, isn't he the guy that wrote the thing about LBJ having sex with Kennedy's head wound on the? On the plane and coming back from Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Krasner told me that he lost his virginity in the offices of Mad Magazine under a, a giant painted portrait of Alfred, Alfred Newman. Newman. Yeah. Oh who is Bob, like Bob's country cousin or something. He's, <laughs> Bob and Alfred E. Newman have a lot in common. <laughs> Well, uh, don't mail yourself a pamphlet. That's all I can well, say, or else you'll be. Uh, uh, I ended up on an elevator with William Gaines, the publisher of Mad, oh, at, wow. a, at a convention, a comics convention or something. We were both at. Uh, he had paid ladies on either side of him. He was in a wheelchair by this time, and I, I had a little pamphlet with me. I asked him, "Have you ever seen this face, Bob?" And he said, no, I was really surprised, uh, actually. Uh, but because um, <clears throat> every now and then Bob pops up. It, well, he used to pop up in Mad. Mad's gone now. Mm -hmm. That's a shame, too. They were, yeah. they, were, they were still pretty funny, even. I guess when they had ads, that was the end of it. They managed to go without selling ads all those decades.
I was a subscriber for many, many years as a kid. It was awesome. Yeah, we subscribed my nephews to it, and they were very thankful. <laughs> so so what, when, when uh, I've had to use this phrase a few times, not lately, but uh, officer, have you ever heard of Mad Magazine? Reason <laughs> being, I, I've, at, at one point, it had some rent-a-cop was pointing a gun at me saying, so this is a cult, right? You all are in a cult because we're all wearing the same shirt with Bob and, you know, saucers and triangles and eyeballs, you know, so it looked culty. And it is. It is as culty looking as you can get. And I just go, officer, have you ever heard of Mad Magazine? They change their attitude real quick. Go, yeah. Why? It's like, well, that's kind of what you're getting upset about, uh, officer. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, I think we've lost, I think as a collector, we've lost our ability to laugh and as satire. I can't, I mean, even The Simpsons is no longer funny. That's, you know, Saturday Night Live is not funny. We just don't have what we had in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I feel. Hopefully it doesn't mean I'm getting old, but I can't, don't know anything else that's really cutting out there. My my old buddies are cutting as hell, but it's a, a news group of eight people. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's all the, there's a million subgenius Facebook pages. <clears throat> the number of subgenius Facebook pages is too damn high. And uh, I can't keep up with that stuff anymore. I, I can't listen to my friends' radio shows. I can barely even bear to listen to my own. <laughs> and uh, it was a rerun this week really good the reruns are so much better than what we're doing now <laughs> we had we, we were young we had fire in our belly and the world had not yet turned into gotten crazier than anything we were saying exactly. uh, i think how mike judge must feel the guy who directed idiocracy <laughs> it's a uh, documentary, I, I, now. documentary I, now right right yeah i've never i never have uh, met him which is kind of funny because he he worked in dallas for an animation company before he got known, right. before Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And he told somebody, a friend of mine who was interviewing, he said he used to listen to The Hour of Slack. So that's an, there's another thing to blame on us. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong. My the, uh, put out some great stuff. We were inspired by the Fire Sign Theater and not, not oh. a lot of... The, a lot of people don't recognize that name at all. Which that's sad. They were like the, they were before Monty Python, you know, American group that did radio theater, and uh, had some some uh, best-selling albums. But it was a, a long time ago. Two of those guys are still alive and and kicking, performing. They're ancient. Whew. So, yeah, <laughs> used to listen to them in college. I think we're all bozos on this bus was our favorite then. Oh boy, I, I ripped that album off big time. 
they were they were real friendly to us also they they you know kind of patted us on the back and said you guys carry the torch now so i'm i'm looking for somebody to carry the torch myself at this point and so it's going to be hard you know <clears throat> oh there's a, a younger uh, fellow who's uh, probably going to be the next sacred scribe sacred scribe number 274 <laughs> the first 272 didn't last very long <laughs> my, my my stint has been a record yeah <laughs> uh, but i haven't had to work for anybody else in 20 years at least so that's okay yeah that in doesn't suck office in the home I, I I have to do all the all the dirty work though. When when somebody orders something from us, I'm the one who puts the stamp on there and you know does the whole PayPal routine. My mail out area back there, somewhat hidden by a poster for this podcast. So, do you wow. feel a humor should be? What do you think of humor? Should it be offensive? Should it make you think? Should it make you uncomfortable? I mean, I never liked it. Should anything make you laugh. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it has. It's, it's got to be funny first. That's the, the uh, absolutely the number one thing. We, uh, I think, in the '90s, uh, I started getting a little bit preachy, and uh, I got over it. I got over it myself. What do you mean by uh, preachy? Well. Getting a little bit too angry for real, mm. um, and uh, it was it was I was yelling about the conspiracy taking away your slack, but it was really that I didn't have slack, and uh, so I was being a hypocrite. You know, I was begging for slack, and I finally got it. Uh, by repenting, quitting my job, and slacking off. <laughs> that actually works. The, the worst thing that usually happens is you end up with a better job. And uh, I, I quit being a business film editor in Dallas and became a full-time sacred scribe. We still didn't make any money, though, until I, my younger partner pointed out that if it was just me, uh, you one one person could make a living on this and uh he ended up quitting and he had to uh because of a child custody case mm. you know there was a case where the family had their kid taken away because the parents were in the church of the subgenius this judge didn't get it they didn't have a sense of humor they got their kid back uh but uh it it was it was terrible it was really a terrible thing to see happen you know that's about a that's most probably the most serious problem that the church ever caused it was their own fault they posted pictures of themselves reenacting the stations of the cross at this nudist campground <laughs> with this guy my partner jesus bevelacqua really I called him that because he looked like Jesus, the, the uh, Caucasian, blonde, blue-eyed Jesus. He looked, he looked the part perfectly. I started calling him Jesus. It was like, 
wow, that's pretty cool. I've got Jesus for the subgenius business partner. Uh, <laughs> but it, the it's, when when he was filmed being beaten with dildos while mocking <laughs> the you know, the Bible, that judge just he he didn't like that. Uh, there was a goat no. a goat mask involved, and the guy took that to mean it was satanic. Of course. I think there's yeah. 80 goats outside my house down the hill. So if yeah, I hope they're not little devils. <laughs> no, no, no. We have a farm down here, a goat farm too, and we take our kids because they, they're just, they're a blast. God, mm -hmm. goats are a blast. They're not my goats, they're my brother's goats. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't always live out in the country on this ranch. My uh, parents both died and this house was left vacant and all the rest of my family already had been living here the whole time and started. I'm basically a city kid. So, uh, I'm trying to learn Texan again. <laughs> I was in Ohio for a long time. Uh, and on the, you know, when you're on the radio, you hear yourself, you have to hear yourself talk and you, you slowly get better at it. I hope. No. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Awesome. Well, Vance, do you have a question or anything from the audience out there? Well, oh, there's plenty from the audience. We've got a million questions from the audience. Oh, good. Um, oh, yeah. There's a super chat from Anon Omos, our friend. Oh, right, right. You know, I have to admit I'm doing a bad job at tracking the questions because I'm interested in what in you're saying, <laughs> I can't rip myself. Well, thank away you, from yeah, thank you, Rebecca, for the super chat. Let me see if I can find it. There it is. Uh, Asterox Foundation and an almost oh, six six six. He's uh, sent. Please ask the Reverend Ivan Stang about where I can get a nickel bag of Hava Fro. Hava Fro Also Yes. Right. Um. I, I, I can't sell you any. No, they, that's the <laughs> Tibetan herb that a lot of people assume Bob is smoking frop, frop for short, in, in his pipe. But I think he's really, mm. it's from what we can tell, it's just this cheap pipe tobacco called Borkum Riff Cherry Blend or something. Oh, cherry uh, Blend. But frop is a, a sacred herb that's it's not a drug, it's an herb. And you smoke it or drink it or pack it up your exit wound or make brownies out of it but it, it's not common street drugs it's very hard to find it only grows on the graves of tibetan llamas or the droppings of yetis or sasquatch so it's <laughs> like i said it's, you know you got to find the sasquatch droppings or the grave of a holy man <laughs> a tibetan holy man which is getting really tricky now that Chinese are wrecking that whole good luck with uh, good luck with the frop. Yeah, you only need yeah, to Shomuto, smoke it. Thank you for that super chat. Sorry about that, Ivan. Go ahead. Yeah, you only have to smoke it once and you never come down. Look what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, since all subgeniuses are descended from Yetis, um, are subgenius droppings also a good source of frop, or is that no? We're so well. You can tell by looking at most subgeniuses; they're they're pretty 
far from their original Yeti ancestors. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, that was the whole problem of interbreeding with humans. That's yeah. where subgeniuses came from. Basically, they're, they're uh, humans, mostly human with just a little Yeti gene. Some of them are hairy enough that, that you can tell they've got they're a little closer to the source. A little more, yeah. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. won't name any names, though, or display <laughs> anything. Guilty as charged. I'm uh, I'm unfortunately very unblended here. Um, I'm I'm looking through the questions I here. Think Nate Nate had a uh, Nate had non-tool questions. Yeah, no, he, he had one tool question too. Oh, you Do you like not. the band Tool, Ivan? <laughs> uh, I'm I, I've been asked that a lot lately. I'm really oh. not that familiar with them. Uh, and, but somebody told me that they referenced Bob in a song. I just heard that the other day. For the first really? Time. Wow! I haven't heard the song. I'd probably I like. Saw... I'd probably like the band, but my my hearing is terrible, and I don't really don't have much time to listen to 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 people who are already uh, have record contracts. <laughs> on, on my radio show, we pretty much only play, you know, uh, bands that aren't signed or, or very old m music. In the in the background, monster movie soundtracks and such. Ooh, yeah, it's copyright, you know. Yeah, I understand. I think Nate did talk about. Uh, are you familiar with the work of Grant Morrison and the Invisibles? Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit. Somebody told me that he liked uh, Bob. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever got his thirty-five bucks. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, young my my younger younger friends have uh, made sure that I knew about his stuff right great stuff yeah, he, hard to keep up with there there's a lot of you know there's really a lot of good good stuff around it's hard to keep up with now here's a question from a super chat is bob single currently thank you post bunny well it's kind of a moot point <laughs> uh apparently he has a wife in every city or something but he's he's always been married to connie, connie. Dobbs. connie is his uh his his main squeeze and she's probably the only one that can control him but even she can't remove the pipe from his mouth no, <laughs> nothing has ever been found that can remove that pipe some people think the pipe it's not really bob doing this it's the the pipe is pipe. A controlling entity using oh. him as a, a a host it's like a parasite alien uh so you never see him without the pipe and he never has to light it it's just always lit somehow yeah it's yeah, yeah, really weird uh we have uh, a new book of shorts uh, uh no novella about bob that just came out this year called uh, the agent and mr dobbs it's a little paperback uh, or it's a Kindle, in, you can find it on Amazon. And it is sick, sick, sick. But it's the best depiction of Bob I've ever read. Uh, I've written a couple of movie screenplays uh, about Bob, but if I, if somebody came to me and said, I've got a billion dollars, we're going to do a subgenius movie, I'd hand him that book instead. It's, 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 I was too close to the material. This guy was channeling Bob when he wrote it. He's not normally a writer. And his 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 texts were so full of mistakes. I mean, the, the editing of it, the, 
I would edit on paper with a red pencil and those pages are pink from across the room. There were so many mistakes. The guy had written it in such a frenzy, uh, but it was, it's really, really funny. Uh, it, it is not for kids though. Oh yeah. Somebody there. I've been, I've read part of the agent, Mr. Dobbs on my show lately. Actually we read almost the whole, pretty much the whole thing uh, over the course of several shows. Yeah, from Jonathan Barlogi, a good man in the past gas, a brilliant mind. Uh, oh, so he can't be a sub genius then. Brilliant mind. <laughs> no, we can, uh, we can fix that. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have ways of fixing that. You know, they're, they're, they're traumatic and brutal, though. You know, head injuries, drug overdoses, that kind of thing. Mm. But it, mm. intelligence can be cured. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. look around. <laughs> anyway, we called it Church of the Sub Genius, not Church of the Genius, for a reason. It's almost everybody with 35 bucks could qualify. <laughs> and the people who think they're geniuses are always such stuffed shirts. Yeah. You know, book smart. That's not the same. Book smart, but they can't change a tire. Or, or change a diaper. Fooey. To totally absorbed by the con. Tools. Bob, the con. Yeah, but Bob is not, uh, it's not that Bob is smart or clever. It's that he's just lucky. He's lucky, the opposite yeah. of smart. He just lets things happen. He's basically kind of almost brainless, you might say, <laughs> but he, he doesn't matter. He, he doesn't need to be. He, he, he said, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. You know, does the smart get you a date? Not usually. No, nope. just that, uh, just the other way around. It seems like. So, another thing Bob said that 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 seemed that does actually seem to work is, act like a dumbass and they'll treat you as an equal. <laughs> he, he actually used a stronger term than dumbass, but you know kids might be listening <laughs> wow yeah. hey somebody wanted to know um if the you know bob and twin peaks if if, if uh, he had a relationship <laughs> to Jeremy. killer bob he yeah bob eager for fun he wears a grin everybody run <laughs> Uh, somebody was on the set and said and asked David Lynch if this was any relation to Bob Dobbs and such genius. He said no, just it's just Bob. So, Does David Lynch know anything about sub geniuses? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I know John Carpenter does. I we have friends in, in common and, and that kind of figures. You know, he's done some pretty funny stuff. And the uh, uh, so like Jonathan Demi. Was, mm -hmm. was a big fan. Uh, he was going to uh, help David Byrne do, do that movie, True yeah. Stories. And there was a scene in that that was based on, on us. And originally we were going to, uh, one of our guys was going to be the preacher and I was going to do the video uh, collage stuff and but uh when hollywood money <laughs> came suddenly david byrne wasn't calling the shots and we didn't have a track record right actually i i do have a track record in in film but 
not a it, Dallas doesn't count. <laughs> it wasn't Hollywood. I actually did go to Hollywood to work on a, a Devo music video. Uh, we're we're friends with Devo and mm -hmm. which figures, you know. <laughs> uh, and um, I realized I was not cut out for the level of competition. Uh, I'm just too much of a slacker. Uh, Mark Mark Mothersbaugh actually said to me, "Stang, you you'd never last in Hollywood. You're too nice." <laughs> I thought, oh, no way. But it, when once I got there and tried to work, I realized, yeah, God, he's right. Uh, my son ended up going to Hollywood and actually became a member of the Directors Guild. Cool. And but he's he never did any big feature movies. He's done one low budget uh, movie called Solver that's really good. But uh, but um, you know it was an indie production. Not many people have ended up seeing it. It's a mystery. Uh, he, my son lives in Dallas now. Uh, his name is Zandy Smith with an X. If you need uh, film work done anywhere, he's really, he really knows his stuff. Very, very good film guy. So there, I've, there I've, I've plugged my son's business. Where does the X fall in uh, Sandy Smith, but where does the X uh, go? Well, no, Zandy with an X. Oh, Zandy. Yeah, his real name is Alexander, but oh. we started calling him Zandy, and he stuck with it. He kept he kept it uh, as his, his business name is X-A-N-D-Y. It's um, XSFilms.com. XS. Zandy Smith. You know, uh, my name wasn't always Stang. <laughs> And it's not a lots of times anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> I was almost tempted to ask you to, to channel Mr. St. Clair Smith. Oh, D Douglas St. Clair Smith? Yeah, that's, you could channel him. The, he's the janitor. <laughs> hey, he's the mailroom boy. Uh, you know, he, he's the guy that cleans up around here. Uh, so... What about uh, Frank Face, Zappa? Facebook? Oh, Zap, Zappa. You didn't send him a pamphlet, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. I did. But, but it was, oh. I don't think he read it. That's the important okay, thing. So yeah, oh, okay. oh, actually, he must have because he mentioned it in a, in a the sort of an autobiography book he did. I think it's called the Frank book. I've got a copy of it somewhere. And he basically said, uh, he was talking about religion. He said, the religion I like. Now, I'm not a member, but there's a religion I really like called Church of the Subgenius in Dallas, and uh, their prophet, Bob, he liked Bob because Bob was a smoker. I, I, and Zappa, apparently, was, was, you know, he was against drugs. Wouldn't his, his, his uh, band members smoke pot? If he caught him, he'd fire him or something. But yet he himself would drink beer and smoke cigarettes on stage, so. Yeah, he was a control freak when it came to his music and his band. Yeah, yeah, that's notoriously <laughs> notorious control freak. All right. Well, the, but, some uh, I, uh, that's sort of understandable considering what he was trying to do. Yeah. You know, um, he was the only one who knew what it was supposed to sound like, I guess. Yeah. And he was a producer. He produced a lot of bands. He put out a lot of work. Yeah. So. Yeah, where well, I wouldn't, we wouldn't know about Captain Beefheart if it wasn't for. for and a whole uh, bunch of others. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mentioned Beefheart on one of these uh, 
podcast with some younger guys that they had never heard the name. They had to Google it right then and there. Same with Firesign Theater. They didn't understand the references to underground comics, which was another big influence. Uh, the first places we sent the pamphlet were the underground comic publishers. And then there were only three main ones, Last Gasp and uh, Rip Off Press and Kitchen. And we, in, in every case, the boss looked, went, why did the kooks send us this shit? And they threw it in the trash. And, uh, but in every case, the artists found it in the trash. Uh, Jay Kinney found it in the, at, in the trash at Last Gasp. And Paul Mavridis found it in, at Rip Off Press. They were mm. working together. Uh, doing comic books using clip art. So when they saw our use of clip art, they went, oh, they're, they're our, our brothers. Well, the funny thing is right about that time, early 80s, late 70s, that suddenly was a thing. Uh, we just started doing it because we couldn't afford real art. And Philo, my partner, had uh, a giant book of Yellow Pages clip art, which that's where Bob's face came from it was now it's a trademark but then it was free and um yeah we i forget where i was going oh the underground comic books connection mm -hmm. yeah paul paul and jay uh s s gave me the addresses of a lot of my underground comic book heroes like robert williams and uh, s clay wilson and and right. crumb and so forth and some of them responded and were, were really helpful. Heavy Metal Magazine gave us a good review real early in our career. Uh, People Magazine did a glowing review of Book of the Subgenius in 1981 and used as an illustration a picture that the Secret Service had told me not to ever use again. Uh, <laughs> It was. It showed that Bob and Elvis and JFK and Buddha shooting mach machine guns at a Hydra, like with many arms, and one of the arms is like conspiracy oh, fashion yeah, models, yeah. that kind of thing. And then one arm said Reagan or any president. And the Secret Service actually showed up at my house. Get out of here. No, they really did. This was in 1982, right after that book was first published. Somebody, what got their attention was somebody at the LA airport had been running around with our publications going, have you heard the good news? Bob is, you know, doing like a Hare Krishna thing where yeah. he was just, it, it, just for fun. Uh, that's something I never had the nerve to do. I, I, I don't stand on car hoods and preach. I, I only <laughs> do that if I'm being paid, you know? Sort of. I don't I don't have to be paid much, but there has to be an audience that gives a hoot. I'm not going to force it on people, but others do. Uh, in fact, when we first started, Philo and I would put the pamphlets in bookstores secretly. We called it drop lifting, mm -hmm. where and then the customers it was just you know cheap pamphlet, but customer bring his his purchases up to the to the clerk and the clerk would go, well, where'd this come from? So it's in the rack with those comic books and Bibles. What? <laughs> <laughs> that worked. 
that that really worked. We got some of our some of our uh, most talented uh, folks that way because they they just stumbled upon one of those pamphlets that we had illegally put into a bookstore without telling the bookstore owner. Some of the some uh, later on, a couple of those bookstores ended up buying it, contacting us, saying, "Hey, we're going to get more of those pamphlets. <laughs> They're popular." But what did the Secret Service ask you? Anything? Well, they well, what's kind of revealing is they said, "Are you Douglas Saint Clair?" They left it. They didn't even have my whole name. I could have said no. <laughs> they, they didn't even have my name right. But uh, I, I let them. We lived in a little old house in Dallas, and you know, once they walked in, they could tell there wasn't a guru surrounded by minions. There was, was, was kids and dogs and no minions whatsoever. And uh, I, you know, I kind of said, well, look, uh, come on, you guys, would you take this series? Well, you don't know who was out there. You should never print this again. Then tell me I couldn't. They just Shut recommended it. it. And, and then People Magazine printed it. No, only a, only maybe thirty or forty thousand people would have ever seen it. Just if we, if if if, except the People magazine, which you know, read by millions. So, uh, Devo got in trouble for using Barbie and Ken in a in a music video, which I animated. By the way, I was the animator oh. of that Barbie. Yeah, oh wow, that's how. I, and Mattel came after him and said, "Don't you can't show that." And they went, "Okay, we won't." They don't show them. MTV shows that stuff, not them. <laughs> so yeah, they they blew that one off. I yeah, mean, what about Mattel. Robot Chicken, though? I mean, Robot Chicken, I mean, they must have a warehouse full of Barbies and Kens. You know, I've never really watched that show, believe it or not. Oh, you're kidding. That, that's stop motion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd love it. Yeah. I probably would. Oh, there's, you a hundred, there's a million shows that you have to watch. You think how many how many times people tell you got to see this show. You got to see this, yeah. Yeah, and I managed to get. I was so busy with raising a family and holding down two jobs plus the cult uh, through the nineties. I never saw a single X Files. Mm -hmm. I never saw the X Files. I never saw. I never played video games. There's all kinds of stuff I never saw. I'm, I'm catching up now. Wow. Well, you know, it's on cable too. That's the robot chicken. I think is pretty much only on cable. That that's another. Yeah, show. but you can you can see anything if you know that's where true. to you know poke around on the internet in Russia. There's you can. <laughs> I mean, I've got friends who I've got friends. The minute a movie comes out, they can download it. Yeah, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. When that when that subgenius documentary came out on Amazon, an hour later, Philo found it in uh, bootleg news groups you know oh yeah, yeah. The, the, so there you go. the torrents right the bit torrents yeah 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 i used to i used to do that all the time but i realized i was just going to be a kleptomaniac i've downloaded <laughs> so many albums and things i never have time to listen to them ever <laughs> and movies i've got a thousand movies i've never seen um so the thrill of the I, I quit i quit doing that I just go to Redbox now. When you live out in the country, that's the movie theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the movie theater is a is a, a 
a Coke machine outside the grocery store. So we still have a drive-through up here, about a few miles away. It's a, a blast. A, a drive-in? A drive-in, not a drive-through move. Yeah, a drive-in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there aren't many of those around. It seems like the COVID would have would have made that. Well, I think it did. I think some drive-ins did do a lot better. Yeah, because people I mean, quit going to theaters. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to leave your car. Right. <laughs> well, everything's on TV now. I I basically almost never leave. Yeah. yeah. Finally got us plugged in. I think the conspiracy bought up all the drive-ins to make sure that we couldn't go to them anymore. That's what I think. Too, min too much making out going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think how many kids were conceived at drive-ins. Yep. There's the baby boom right in a nutshell, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there you have it my beloved true seekers the first part of our fantastic and fun chat with the reverend stang is the church of the subgenius influenced by gnosticism or other ancient mysteries you'll find out in our second part and much more please become an ab prime member or patreon at patreon or red circle subscriber for the full slack and to support this red pill cafeteria it will cost you less than a buck per episode, and that's a deal of your many lifetimes. The alternative spirituality and philosophy of the Gnostics are more important than ever in this Philip K. Dick world, Gnostic times and age of Hermes. This is our time to shine like crazy diamonds, we high priests and priestesses of Hermes, the god of thieves and Sophia, the goddess of smugglers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.